You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, Elvis Mendez and Coach Ben. I am flying solo today. Small arm, big ass knee is not with me. Uh, he is working the oil fields. He's a working man now during the day. And, uh, you know, I'm filming this midday, uh, sometimes in the morning. And mostly when I'm with him, we're filming at night now. So, uh, don't have small arm, big ass knees, the biggest knees in the game with me today. But he's with us here in spirit. But I got a great podcast for you guys today. We're talking about the top 10 biggest training excuses and how we can avoid them and how you can get stronger by not making these excuses. All right. Um, these are by far, these are the, some of the top things I hear. Uh, even doing a simple search online, these are the top things you'll hear in any space, not just powerlifting, but fitness related, whatever the case may be. These are the all time biggest excuses. You probably have multiple training partners and friends and family who all make these excuses as to why they cannot. Uh, make their training times or get better or see more results and a lot of times we're holding ourselves back because we are um, you know making these excuses and is really hurting our progress so I'm sure like myself I have certainly fell into some of these categories absolutely and I'll have my own examples as to how I went about um, looking to fix that and how I've seen uh, increases in strength and better productivity in my training by not making these excuses. Alright guys, so we're going to start with probably the number one excuse that you will hear out there and that is not enough time. Okay, Not enough time to, to train, uh, to make it to the gym, Whatever the case may be, that is probably the number one excuse. That's why we're topping it off first in our top 10 list here of biggest training excuses. Guys, if you have made this excuse in time, realize it as just that. It is an excuse. It is holding you back from getting better. All right, Not enough time is really your vote into saying this is not a priority to me, which is fine. Which is fine for some people. Maybe it's not your top priority. You know, you got to understand where training lies in your priority list. For some people, it's pretty low. You know, maybe family, work, um, you know, a lot of things will come before that. Even uh, religion, maybe on Sundays they need to go to church. It's a big thing for them, a big part of their life. And uh, maybe they can't make sessions and stuff. You know, it depends on your priorities. But you got to change what you're saying. I don't have enough time. You're really saying this is not a big enough priority to me. So you can't be mad at yourself for that. All right, if it was a priority to you, you could make time. You could clear your schedule. You can always make more time for whatever you want to do. All right, I understand. Maybe you have a real hectic work day. Maybe you work 8 to 6 in the afternoon. You get up 8 in the morning, you'll come home till 6. All right, you're saying, now when I'm time, I get home. I got to make dinner. I got to I gotta feed this and that. I got to get to bed. I got to do it again the next day. You know, but if it was important enough to you, I guarantee you would even sacrifice sleep to get it done. All right, so it's not an excuse. Uh, it's just you taking that vote. I, I have or that vote. I have other priorities that matter to me, and that's okay. You know, no one's judging you for that. Okay, but that's how you have to verbalize it. You know, it's just not a big enough priority for me. 
So don't get mad at yourself if you're not doing the training and don't blame it on not having enough time because that's a bullshit excuse. All right, you'll make the time, and that goes for anything. That's just training, but you'll make time uh, no matter what you want to do. If you want to start your own, um, you know, entrepreneurial thing that you're working on, right? I, I hate seeing people uh, go to work all day, be pissed about it because why don't you start doing something about it? Why don't you start taking some steps in the right direction? You know, I hate to see people get stuck in living a lifestyle they don't like to do because. Simple as that. You just got to take the steps in the right direction. You always have enough time. You will make time. Okay. I once was working three positions. All right. When I first moved out to New York, I was working three positions for some time. And I could have very easily made the excuse I do not have enough time. I mean, I was getting up, um, you know, getting running at like six in the morning, seven in the morning. And then I was off to multiple jobs, you know, I wouldn't really have time to do much till 10, you know, I was kind of booked with doing things, and, um, you know, it wasn't really much sit-down time, and yeah, it was it was stressful, it was tough, but I knew where I wanted to be eventually, and I knew it was just part of the course, and I had to kind of suck it up and deal with it for some time. Uh, sometimes that's the case, all right, but... In that scenario, I didn't stop training. I didn't make the excuse I don't have enough time. You know, what I did was I got my ass up at 4 in the morning if I had to, and I made my way down to the gym. And I started training at 4 in the morning. And it sucked. It wasn't good. Um, You know, maybe I probably wasn't, definitely wasn't lifting as much as I probably could have 4 in the morning. You know, but I got the training in when I could get it in. You know, I didn't make the excuse that I didn't have enough time. All right, I went and, and did it because it's a priority to me. It's what I do. So I went and I did it. You know, I, if I was trained four days a week, that's what I did. Okay, so you'll find the time. You'll wake up earlier. You'll do less training days. You'll make your workouts shorter, whatever the case may be. You know, if it's a priority to you, you'll make time. So again, the number one excuse, we're dispelling it right now. Not enough time is never an excuse. All right, you're just saying it is not a priority to you. All right, change your verbiage on it, and it won't upset you, and other people won't judge you. You know, it's just not a priority to me. That's all you got to say, but not enough time is not an excuse. All right, second one, too tired, didn't eat enough, and I'm sure we've heard this too, and I'm, I'm talking about uh, an individual going into a training session, okay? Um, we cannot use this as an excuse. I understand it's frustrating when we didn't get much sleep, right? It's frustrating when we didn't eat enough. We do our best to make sure that we can do those things, but it's not a reason to skip a workout if we didn't sleep much or we didn't eat enough. You know, if we had a planned workout that day, got to get it in, okay? If you have the time in your schedule, you can um, make those changes on the fly, then that's awesome. You know, not a lot of people have that luxury. If you have to train on a certain day, Go in and get it done. All right, and be real with yourself. You got to get this training in today? <clears throat> Go and do it. All right, too tired to eat enough is not an excuse. That affects, that's a mental mindset there that it affects your workout right off the bat. Okay, if you have that mindset going to the gym, man, I'm feeling flat today. I did not eat enough. It's probably going to be a shitty workout. That's probably going to be a shitty workout. You're pretty much already getting it in your mind. So uh, right there, you pretty much spelled out what's going to happen in your workout. Okay, you're going to have a shitty time with it. Um, So 
we cannot use this excuse. Uh, you just got to kind of pony up sometimes. Pony up, get that shit in, get that shit done. Maybe it's not pretty, all right, but that's just how it goes. You know, not every day is going to be pretty. You know, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have really bad training sessions. I have my fair share of really shitty training sessions where you just want to throw your shit down and leave the gym. And sometimes I've actually done that back in the day. Um, And I'm trying to be more disciplined when something goes wrong. You know, I get my ass to finish the rest of the workout, um, get shit done. So we just got to kind of pony up and, and do that shit. All right. And make training harder. That's that's it's going to make your training harder. Obviously, if you didn't have good sleep or you didn't eat enough, those are two huge things. It affects your recovery or affects your ability to lift in a moment. Um, but ultimately, that's going to lead to a harder training session. And if you properly fuel yourself for powerlifting me or the time when it really matters to you when you're testing for weights, well, it's going to be a breeze. It's going to be pretty easy for you at that point because you already did the training in your worst state. So in your best state, you should probably lift a hell of a lot more. All right? So think of it that way. Okay? Don't always think you're going to come in at your best. I think that's where people get tripped up a lot. You're not going to come into every training session at your best. You're not even going to come into every meet at your best. Um, but you can't use it as an excuse. <clears throat> you know, maybe you're beat up going into a meet. Um, unfortunately and maybe you're you're tired going into a training session but you know as soon as you get it into your head that that's going to affect your performance it certainly will okay so get that out of your head forget about that don't let it affect what you're doing okay you just got to pony up get shit done sometimes all right number three now this is big for someone who has not done a meet yet and they say what do they say guys we all know this one and I'm sure if you haven't done a meet yourself, you're listening to this, you've said the same thing as well. Not ready to compete. I'm just not ready. You know, I need some time. I need to get my lifts up. I need to hit this number first. I need to be this competitive first. Um, I'm not ready. You know, how many times have you heard that one? I've certainly, in, in this um, in this sport and, and, and in my position coaching lifters that I hear so often you wouldn't believe it and um, you know what it really is saying is that you're afraid of the unknown okay and there is some misconception there because many of the people who say this uh, have a misconception of what's actually going to happen when they compete you know they start to make comparisons they start to feel like if they fall flat on their face they don't do well right it's going to be an embarrassment they're going to feel embarrassed and i understand all those feelings okay i'm sure all we all can right remember your first meet i was nervous as hell all right i was very very nervous um you know i i was to myself in the back i wasn't really warming up i was i was a mess you know what I mean? So it's it's nice when you have, you know, especially as a, as a lifter in the back. If you've been there, done that, and you see that happening for someone, like you see it's their first meet, go out and help them. You know, I'm sure there's been many times in your career as well people have lent out and helped you a hand too, you know, and they've helped you uh, in the back and whatnot, and you became buddies with them. I'm, I certainly have many stories of that. So be that person for someone too. All right, but if you're someone saying I'm not ready to compete, I guarantee you, if you have any lick of interest in doing so one day, uh, if you enjoy lifting, go out and compete. It'll be the best thing that you do. You will not have regrets from doing it. All right, you will be so glad that you got that push. Someone pushed you into doing a meet. 
okay, um, it will be a game changer. And you'll find out that you are ready. Everyone's ready. It doesn't matter what you're lifting. You know, local powerlifting meets, it's not a comparison. You know, there's not, you're versing this one. It's not like that. All right, it's it's more you're going in there and you're trying to hit these numbers. Uh, you've been through your training. We're trying to result in a PR. Okay, uh, it's not this guy's gonna come in. He's gonna kick your ass because he's in the same weight class. It's not shit. I gotta lose five pounds though for this meet, or I have no chance because I'm in a higher weight class. You know, you don't even know who's in your weight class. You don't even know who you're competing with. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Okay, unless you're competing at a high national event, in which if it's your first meet, you're not there. Okay, so you're always ready to compete. So get that out of your head. If you ever make that excuse, you're always ready to compete because you're competing with yourself. All right, so that's a misconception there. And I understand. It's, I understand being afraid of the unknown, that you're making these comparisons. You might face embarrassment. You know, um, when you go there, you're going to find out real quick that's all the opposite. You're going to have a hell of a time, and you're going to do very, very well. Uh, and, and if you are nervous about it, go out and seek a coach. Bring a friend. Bring someone that's done it, been there, done that before. There's people out there that will help you uh, and make that first-time experience something that you'll always remember. Okay, so seek those people out. I suck at blank. This is our number fourth excuse here out of ten. We got ten excuses to talk about today, guys. All right, so if you're listening in here, this is number four. I suck at blank. Whatever it may be. Could be numerous things. Could be I suck at overhead pressing, which it was for me for some time. So you know what you go and do? You don't do it at all. You avoid those things because you suck at them. All right, I suck at good mornings. How much have I said that? I've said that plenty. What has been the best thing that I've done in the recent months? Good mornings. Okay, I suck at whatever. You can't put that in your head. If you suck on it, if you suck at it, I tell you guys that is a gold mine exercise. All right, if you suck at something, right, it is a gold mine exercise. All right. Um, so keep that in your mind. The things you are bad at are probably holding you back from getting better. All right, you suck at close grip board press. Probably need to bring it up a bit. You suck at paused bench. Probably a reason you're not seeing any bench PRs. All right, so if you suck at something, like for me, it was the overhead press for a long time. Got awful at it. All right. But I put in the work on it, and it paid off huge in my bench press. Something I sucked at, feet up benching. What did I do? Brought my feet up, bench up. What happened? Bench skyrocket. All right, so find something you're really bad at, nail it. Next, minor injuries. All right, I say minor because some injuries you really got to take into account. Okay, uh, that's not always an excuse. If someone's truly hurt, they're truly hurt. Okay, but minor things, little bumps and bruises. We all have that person that we know that says, oh, man, my knee's pretty sore today. Or, uh, man, uh, this is bothering me today. I don't think I could do this. Uh, you know, they always kind of put it in their head that they're going to have a shitty workout just because something's kind of feeling uncomfortable. Now listen, guys, 
you know, if you're you serious about powerlifting, you know, the big thing for me as a coach is, is that our lifters can lift long-term, pain-free, you know, do it for a long time, not suffer any major injuries. But they're certainly going to come up with some minor injuries along the way. You're certainly going to have some discomforts. We all go through it. That's just lifting heavy. It's just the nature of it. It's a brutal thing. You know, we're putting our bodies through a lot. So it's never going to be all sunshine and rainbows. It's not like you're going into the gym, bodybuilding, training, light weights all the time, just getting a pump. It's not the most rejuvenating lifting experience when you're getting under 800 pounds or whatever and it's freaking crushing your body. You know, it's not the greatest feeling in the world. But, you know, we do it for the payoff. We do it to see ourselves get stronger, to teach ourselves lessons under the iron. And minor injuries are going to become, you know, part of the routine. So it's important that you you know the difference between a minor injury and a major injury because I don't want to put anyone under the bus that has a major injury or something that we actually need to watch or make modifications in a program for um, because that's not smart either. So it's a fine line here, but everyone has the minor injuries. All right, and if you let it stop you from doing the rest of your training, getting more in, it's hurting your progress. All right, and it's usually not as bad as you make it out to be. I mean, most of those people we know, they come in all the time and they complain about what's going on, but they never really get under the barbell or do anything about it. All right, um, It's going to kill your volume because you're just not getting your lifts in anymore because you're making these excuses. Okay, And again, differentiate from the major and the minor. Um, you know, I'm always going to value someone's opinion who's obviously competed at a high level, been there, done that for some time. You know, if they saying something's going on, probably something's going on. But you got to be real with yourself, guys. Are you just making that an excuse so that you can get out of something? Oh, back's a little tender. I think I'm going to skip my accessory work today. That's not helping you. That's hurting you. All right. Number, what are we at here? Looks like we're at number six. Moving on down the list. Number six excuse. I need a break from powerlifting. All right, let me explain that. All right, this is usually something people say. You know, as a coach, I've heard this over and over. I need a break from powerlifting after a meet. Okay, I've heard that over and over and over. Multiple, multiple people. Okay, now... They're just, with this excuse, it's, their intentions are right, but they're just not articulating their feelings well. Um, of course you need a break after a meet. you just been, been through something super grueling. You just went through a meet prep. You just did a meet. It's high intensity. It's really tough. All right? You've been through a lot. So... Obviously, in your mind, shit, I need a break because this isn't sustainable. You know, the month leading up to your meet, it's not a sustainable thing at all. You're not going to continue training like that. So I understand what someone would, why someone would say this. I need a break from powerlifting because now they're equating powerlifting to max attempts uh, at the meet or in training. Okay, when that's not the case, after a meet, we got to dial it back. The tensity comes down, the hypertrophy work comes out. That's if you ask someone what they want to do after a meet anyway, what's the number one things? All right, they want to stay away from the squat bench deadlift. Okay, they want to work more hypertrophy work into their training. They want to take care of injuries. And what is the goal of 
the down season, the period after me, exactly those things. Okay, and I, I usually will keep in the squat bench deadlift for our athletes because it's important to do those movements. But the intensity is way down, and we're using a lot more variations. Okay, that's not going to allow you to lift more weight, even if you wanted. So. Um, that turns into excuse and then what happens why this is a bad thing when someone articulates this is that they do end up taking a break if they take a period a long period off where they don't train at all or they do the hypertrophy work and they they get away from it so much that they get back into it they start to see their numbers are down because they jump right back into the fire right they start getting under the heavy weight again uh, they jump right back into the fire and they realize they're not lifting as much weight now well, why is that? Because you just went through four, six weeks of not doing much. Okay, so you got to build back up. You know, you have to, um, you know, adjust your mindset that you're not always going to be at your peak. You know, if you're a 300 pound bencher, it might not be that you're a 300 pound bencher every time you step into the gym. All right, so you got to understand that. Um, you need a break from the intensity, you don't need a break from powerlifting. Uh, you're always going to feel like I do a meet next weekend. I have a meet next weekend. You know, what's on my mind right now? I'm anxious to lift, but I'm thinking in my head, man, I can't wait until after the meet. I definitely need a break. You know, that's the same thing. I'm just not saying I'm going to take a whole break from powerlifting. All right, so get that out of your head because that's not going to help you long term. It's not sustainable. Kevin Michael, currently running your eight-week bench program, just finished week three and really enjoying it so far. Keep up the great work. I appreciate that, Kevin. That means a lot to me, bud. Uh, glad you're enjoying that program. Uh, put that together originally to help someone um, who might have been a bodybuilder in the past or done more hypertrophy work and um, to get them into powerlifting. And it turned into just a really great program that you can use to peak for a meet. And uh, there's a lot of singles in there, just a lot of a work that allows you to focus on technique and and submax work and get stronger and you know all the right things so uh, i'm really happy with how that came together and um you know i'm glad that you got your hands on that and that it's, it's successful so far for you so i uh, appreciate that very much my friend and uh just a word to everyone listening as well uh, before we get into the last looks like four here so I already covered six. We got four more to go, four more excuses that are going to change the game if we can get them out of our language here. All right. Check out BigBenches.com, our VIP membership, guys. All right. This is a very inexpensive way to get involved with the team. It is only $9.99 a month. Uh, we have a bunch of additional content on there. So if you're used to seeing our bench videos and if those help you, uh, you are going to see videos also for this, the squat and the deadlift, all right, and training thoughts, mental approach to, to training, um, all this extra stuff. You're going to receive programs. You're going to receive discounts on apparel, on programs, on um, the online course. You're going to receive 50% off. You know, I really try to go above and beyond for those who uh, invest in our team and want to be a part of that. So the VIP membership is definitely the way to go. It is our lowest cost option to really uh, delve in to our team.
team and and make some great results and uh, we also do video critiques on there uh, every month I host a live webinar all right where last one was an hour and a half of just great content talking about power development training cat training you know speed work uh, it was awesome so uh, we do that once a month and I'm gonna keep that going for the VIP group so uh, if you want to be a part of that you go to bigbenches.com and you click on that VIP membership tab and that'll take you right to the sign up that is hosted on Facebook so you, you're gonna want to have a Facebook profile to uh, to join us there and to get all those benefits all right so we're moving on last four training excuses he or she doesn't do that or does do that so I need to too or I need to avoid it so this is someone who is looking at a high-profile athlete let's just say for example uh, Larry Williams or let's even say Ray Williams okay um, you know name any high-profile lifter someone sees that they're not doing what they're doing in training or that they see that they're doing something else in training they immediately want to jump on it okay this is not always a great idea because truly powerlifting is such an individual experience okay what works for someone is not gonna work for the other it's a different puzzle for every person that is why I spend so much time I literally sit down and go through a program for an individual lifter it is a shit ton of time extra for me but it's something that I know is very important for our lifters and that's something that needs to be done uh, I need to make all these different adjustments for all the lifters. We got to do it on the fly, you know. So I always got to be constantly involved with what they're doing. Um, so that's very, very important. And you know, it's it's tough as a coach when someone wants they see someone doing something and they want to immediately jump on it. Sometimes there's grounds for that. Sometimes, wow, that's a fantastic exercise. Let's get that in your training. And I've certainly done that with our lifters, um, you know, where it can benefit them some maybe it was a benefit you know I've taken some exercises from great lifters and I've put them into our lifters programming right um, but not all of them not all of them because not all of them benefit from that all right it just doesn't make sense for them maybe they don't even have the equipment you know what I mean so everyone's so different you need to take a highly individualized approach um, so it's a mistake it's definitely a mistake if you're quick to jump on someone else's um, training or what they're doing um, you know you have to first give it some thought process okay which is why I, I like and I don't like social media you just have to know how to manipulate those waters and you, you gotta have the smart and the awareness to uh, know what you need in your training and, and what's gonna benefit you so don't follow blindly is I guess what I'm getting at here okay um, do your research know what you need to get better um, that's the name of the game. All right, everyone's a different puzzle. Three more. Okay, number. This is a big excuse as well. Um, not enough money. Okay, and this is is not just um, in investing in like our programs, right? Uh, this is not just in gyms in particular. This is not um, you know in equipment because that's big with equipment. Um, gear lifting right having to buy all those bench shirts those squat suits you know it's it's a lot if you bought all new equipment man that's gonna run you like a thousand dollars I mean who has that just sitting around you know what I mean so um, I totally get it I totally get it but at the end of the day you know it turns into an excuse for many too 
You know, if you truly don't have that available to you, then you don't have that available. You know, what are you going to do? But it turns into an excuse when someone um, constantly brings that up. Okay, if something's important to you, it's again, it comes back to not enough time. If it's important to you, if it's a priority, you will make time. You will find money. You will make more money. You will do extra work to invest or get what you need. Okay, you know, look at any successful person. They've had to do extra stuff to get where they want to be. You know, uh, maybe they picked up a second job to invest in something that they, they needed, right? I've heard stories of people who, um, you know, had their own, um, you know, business cutting lawns or something like that. They needed a new piece of equipment. Maybe they take up another job. They, they don't want to do it all, but they do it anyway, and they get what they need, and then, boom, there goes their lawnmower business back in action, full swing, doing better than ever. All right. Um, you know, you're related to training. You really need that squat suit. That's the next thing. That's the next piece of the puzzle, right? Um, I... I'm looking to invest in one of the Inzer Leviathan suits, the new ones, the, the ones with the strings and everything, the Ultra Pro. Um, that is something that I really need to invest and in, take my, my training to the next level, especially the squats. Uh, I want that canvas suit. It's a priority to me, so I'm going to find a way to make it happen. Uh, when I was changing out the gym here, you know, uh, you can see squat rack behind me. You get these monolith attachments, all kinds of stuff. If you would have seen our gym three months ago, I wouldn't have had any of this. I wouldn't even have the deadlift bar. I wouldn't have the deadlift platform. In my head, I'm like, I need to really change things around in here. I want to do full power training in here. I want to be able to coach lifters, right? I need all this equipment. How am I going to get it? I don't have money to make all these changes like that. Right, but what did I do? I was savvy about it. I got this power rack used. Okay, I started immediately put listing all my old equipment on Facebook Marketplace. All right, um, I built my deadlift platform from scratch. Okay, I didn't go out and buy the fancy Rogue one with the little pads in it with the band thing to make my own band thing. I screwed in these eyelets here and I put them in um, freaking clips. You know, in my, my deadlift rack, in my deadlift platform, it works the exact same way. Okay, so I was just very savvy about it. I sold a lot of old equipment. Did I want to? Not really. I was pretty emotionally attached to it. I had that in my family forever, that equipment, right? You know, I would have liked to have kept some of that stuff. Uh, just didn't fit the space, and I needed to, to find more funds to change things how I needed to change. So not enough money, again, is a vote that it's not a priority or doesn't mean that much to you. You know, that's what it is at the end of the day. Otherwise, you'll find a way to get it done. Okay? So don't let that become something that holds you back. Just find a way. Okay? Next two, the last two on our list, not built for this. Okay, what that means is, is I could give you an example for myself. I'm not really built to deadlift. I think that's a true statement, but it's also an excuse. Or it's an excuse to uh, be shitty at it, you know, because I'm not going to practice it as much if I make the excuse in my mind. Well, I'm just not built for it. I'm not going to get strong at it. You know, if you think of it that way, you already lost. You already failed. Okay, so don't let that become an excuse for you. Not built for this. Um, you know, there's a lot of things you're probably not built for. Um, people aren't built to bench. You know, there's some people that are just flat. They got no arch. They got long arms. They, they don't even look big. You know, they're not built to bench. 
But is that going to hold them back? Well, if they let it. If they let it, it's going to hold them back. If they constantly make the excuse, it's going to hold them back. And I'm guilty of this too, guys. Uh, more in a jokingly way. I'm always, you know, saying, ah, oh, freaking deadlift day. You know, that's why, that's where, you know, the uh, the whole phrase leg bench, the t-shirts and the back bench, that's where all that came in because, uh, you know, it was all about the bench. And, you know, our, our, our thing's all about pushing the bench. I push content on the bench, okay? Not to exclude the other stuff. Like I said, if you want some other content from us, VIP membership, that's where we got that going. But um, don't use that as an excuse that you're not built for it because you're not going to put priority towards it. You know, you're not going to train hard. You know, if I constantly say, oh, I'm not built to deadlift, you know, I'm not going to try to fine-tune my te- technique and, and make the deadlift work for me and my leverages. I'm just not going to give a damn about that if I keep making that excuse. So not built for this. Get it out of there and get better. Last one. This movement hurts. This movement don't feel good. Okay. Now, this is one you have to be a little bit careful with as well because some things uh, will hurt you. Okay. What it comes down to is you have to look at technique. All right. You may be doing... So, for example, let me give you an example. Good mornings to me. Why I always avoided them? They hurt my lower back. They did not feel good at all. I felt like I was getting nothing out of them. They just kept hurting me, right? Um, but, you know, to go back in that time, was I really doing them with good technique? Was I really feeling the activation I needed to feel? No, not at all. Not at all. I just didn't do them because they hurt, you know? But um, I pushed myself to do them the past two months. You know, I pushed through that period of learning those first few weeks, um, and man, did the results catch up quick. You know, I was to a point where my lower back was just weak, was just weak, and anytime I picked something up, I don't even care, it was just a plate. If I picked it up and it was a little out in front of my body, you know, I had the damnest time because it just felt heavy, it just hurt my back, um, but now... Now I can grab that plate with confidence. I can grab something heavy with confidence off the floor, and my back is okay. I built up that strength, and that's thanks to good mornings. Okay, so you got to first look at the technique. Have someone look at your technique. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a uh, trap too when you just see something. You got to feel something. All right, so you could put yourself in good positions. And I notice this all the time with the athletes I coach. That's why I always ask questions. That's why I always ask about activation. Okay, how's this feeling? That's important to know. I need that feedback uh, because you can look good, especially with light weights. I could put myself in the positions that look good. I can look good on video, but does that equate to actually feeling how I should feel, the activation I should feel? No, not at all. So that's very, very important that you have that activation as well. Okay, so... Again, this almost this goes right into things you suck at. You're avoiding it for a reason, and the reasons that it hurts you. Okay, but first, if you you know it's something that people do frequently, if a lot of people do it, usually it's within good reason. Training hasn't trained. Uh, training hasn't changed that much over the years. You know what worked back then still works today. A good old barbell row is still gonna get your back strong. The reason why it hurts you probably not doing it right. Probably need to build it up. Okay, as simple as that. You probably overdeveloped other areas. It's super weak for you now. 
you got to start from the bottom up. Uh, when I have my athletes who have an overhead press a long time start doing that, they have to do it with like 10-pound plates on the side. It's just what has to be done. No one wants to bench almost 400 pounds and do 10-pound plates on the side of their overhead press bar. You know, it's embarrassing. I understand. I was the same way. But it has to be done. Have to build it up. Have to go through that period of struggle. You know, you can't just start off bench or overhead pressing two plates. It's not going to happen. Okay? So, guys, um, that's a huge excuse. Get it out of there. All right. So, that pretty much brings us to the end here. <clears throat> Got my little list. I'm going to close up and I'm going to say take a sip of coffee for the working man. Or woman, another sip of coffee for you. All right, I appreciate everyone listening. I'm gonna drop one more thing on you here. Bear with me. If now, if you want to get involved with our team, all right, and it is a bit of an investment. We put a lot of detail and time into every one of our athletes. If you want to get involved with our team, get personalized one-on-one coaching. Join an excellent team of lifters and a coach who's going to stand by you and make sure, <coughs> excuse me, that coffee went down the wrong way. <laughs> and make sure that you get the results that you want. All right, I'm going to drop in the comments below a link. Just fill out a simple form for a consultation. I'm going to send all the information to you via email uh, if you want to get involved with our team. And that goes if you're just listening to. So if you're re-watching our live video, if you're listening on the podcast, the link uh, is going to be in the description. All right. Um, whether you have to just click on it or you got to copy and paste it to your, your browser, uh, it'll take you right there. It's a simple one button click. How can I get a hold of you with the with the right thing here? And boom, there you go. You can apply for our team. I would love to work with you and I would love to discuss how we can get you stronger. Okay, uh, not for everyone, no, um, but we can make your life a lot easier you know put it that way okay as an athlete having someone by your side to make those modifications you know tell you what you need all right um it's it's just life changing there you can just go into the gym focus on being an athlete okay it frees up your plate to not have two roles just go in execute get results simple as that have a good time doing it Alright guys, I will drop that in the comments below and in the links. Uh, the links will be in the description boxes. So I appreciate everyone listening, everyone tuning in. I thought this was a fantastic podcast, guys. Um, if you want to do me a huge favor, you go to iTunes too or wherever you listen to this. Uh, give the podcast a five-star review. Or if you feel it's one star, you know, damn it. But <laughs> you can let us know that too. Um, and... If you have any future podcast ideas you'd like to hear us do, uh, maybe something that will particularly pertain to you and help you out a ton, uh, you're probably not alone. Probably help a lot of people out. So I would love to hear from you as well. If you have a podcast idea, um, would love to hear what that is and potentially do it on the podcast. I think the next few are going to be a lot of kind of wrapping up the year. There's definitely some podcast stuff I want to do wrapping up. 2019 um you know some some stuff we learned in this year um things we grew in uh as lifters as coaches 
and um, you know, and then I would definitely want to do a podcast on like looking towards 2020, doing a goal setting deal. Uh, last year, that was super popular. We had I think below over like 100 downloads uh, for our goal setting page. Uh, it was a free PDF download. I do want to do some podcasts with free PDF downloads coming up. Um, so that'll certainly be a thing. We'll definitely have that 2020 goal planning uh, sheet again for you. That'll be available on BigBenches.com. Okay, so we're going to do a lot of uh, yearly wrap-up videos. And I'll certainly do one recapping my meet next weekend. Uh, and I truly appreciate everyone that's reached out to me and uh, wish me luck with that too. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to um, The Benchcast.